I've had people come up to me like they point at the future. I like them, but I didn't like you. And I'm like, <laughs> but you, didn't have, so you didn't have to do it like that. Yo, show. This is uh, right here, Forrest Shaw. Forrest, give down your give your breakdown. Where am I oh, looking? Oh, here we this go. This is your oh, camera. Give a breakdown of who you are and what you do. Oh my gosh. It's my like your resume. Give me a quick, some I'm quick. Forrest hit. Shaw. I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. Uh, I'd like to do more voiceover work if anyone's out there wants to hire me. <laughs> I do some, but, um, and, uh, you know, former Uber driver. That, so. that, that's what's amazing, man. That's what I love about this story. There was a group of Uber drivers. What year was this? 2000 what? 13, I think. 2014, so 2013. You, yeah. You just moved here from uh, where? Miami. Or Miami. Miami, Florida. That's where I was born and raised. What was the goal? Because some people say, I want to be in movies. I want to do this. What was your goal of moving to L.A.? I mean, I, was, I lived in Miami, and Miami is, there's only so much you can do with stand-up comedy. So even just from the stand-up comedy standpoint, standpoint, I wanted to do better. I wanted to get on late-night television. I wanted to up my status in the stand-up world. So instead of middling and headlining like C rooms, I was doing better rooms. I wanted to write on television shows. Um, that was my main thing, writing and like getting on television for stand-up, you know? And I could either move to New York or LA, but I'm from Miami. I went to school in upstate New York. I don't need that weather. Yeah. I don't need to live in an apartment with seven dudes in a railroad style <laughs> thing. Like, as this wasn't for me because I, was yeah. I was older, you know? And so I, I chose to move. And I had a lot of friends in LA too. Um, specifically, Jim Jeffries is a good friend of mine who now, I knew. Yeah. you met Jim Jeffries in Miami? Yeah. And so you, how, how'd that happen? Um, yeah, he, so, you know, what's funny is like, he, uh, he's from Australia, but he really got big in England. And he, when he got here, he was, I, I remember specifically seeing his name at all these clubs, Jim Jeffries, Jim, and I'm like, that was Jim Jeffries. You know, like in your head, you're like, who's this guy? Why yeah. is he, why is he and, getting all this? The yeah. whole circuit. And I'm like, man, he just showed up all of a sudden. And then one day I get a call from Al Jackson, you know, Al Jackson. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Good friend of mine. He started in Miami as well. Comedy. And, uh, um, he calls me up. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm doing warm up for this guy named Jim Jeffries for an HBO special. I'm like, yeah, who the fuck's that guy? Like, who, <laughs> like, how did he just show up? And now he's an HBO special. Like, and I was like, I don't know, man. You know, like in between the two, you know, they, they shoot two at one time, you know, this yep. he calls me in between. He goes, yeah, this guy's really fucking good. Like he's, oh. like, he's like really good. I go, he is, yeah. I go, oh, okay, well, that's good. And I wasn't like mad that somebody got something I didn't, but I was just like, who is he? Like, you know, yeah. Two weeks later, I'm working with him at the Miami Improv. And I'm like, hey, you were just my buddy, Al Jackson. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we hang out. That was when he was drinking, drank. We get along really well. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll ask to use you next time and come down or something like that. So, oh, cool. Like two weeks after that, I'm at another club, just randomly. Uh, -huh. uh in tampa i think in florida he's on florida oh so when he was in florida he reached out to no you. no no but this was random at two weeks later randomly again we're hooked up at a club he goes oh it's you i'm like hey what's up cool all right we'll see you down the line whatever a week the next week i'm at captain brian's with him like it literally just was linked not just by coincidence and he's like yeah man i guess i don't have to you know whatever like yeah. we just we just spent so much time within like a month period that he was just all of a sudden like yeah, I guess we're friends now. <laughs> no, but we got <laughs> along really well. Friendship yeah, yeah. We yeah. Got him, no, we got along really well. And then then he, he had just started graduating in the small theaters and stuff. And he would call me up. And then someone told me on a podcast, Jim just mentioned you. He says, blah, blah, blah. And then when I go out to LA, I'd stay with him in his house. And we just we just got along, you know? And that's like a big part of comedy is like you want to work with people 
because I've worked with you before. You yeah, know, yeah 100%. And, and, you know, we um, when you're on the road, you want to be with someone that's not. You, you know what it is? Yeah. You just want to be comfortable. Yeah. And I, I've noticed and when you headline, it's the same thing. If you ever bring somebody, yeah. you just want to be comfortable that knowing like, yo, this is a person I can hang out with because yeah. like people often wonder. Like I used to wonder, like, why comics get so depressed, you know, yeah. because you go through this crazy crazy high of a show and then a low yeah then you have to get back up for the second show and then a low and you're feeling great in that room but as soon as you leave you're in a hotel by yourself yeah. so a lot of comics there's two ways you can do this you can a lot of comics want to drink because they're like all right well i need to do something and uh, some do drugs but me i've always been the go go back to the hotel type yeah. of dude for me for me and uh or just I, I i remember going out with orlando labor who you knew nick garrett and we after the shows we would talk hours about yeah. comedy yeah but you need somebody that's comfortable like that for and you. also that's looking out for you yes like, not like looking at like but it's i make jokes about mental health all the time on stage but like because i want to talk about it but there's been a lot of times with jim specifically we've been on the road and one or me or him will check each other almost like you okay or good or hey yo What's up like yeah why you being like, yeah and you need that too but also it's it's really the hang yeah i think with jim a lot is like we we like the same foods too like that's like okay like, what, what's your go-to food no i just mean like 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 we like we have a palate similar because he likes really he really likes to go like really nice restaurants and stuff like that yeah and he wants to go with someone that enjoys it and like he has other friends that he'll take them there and they're just like yeah it's pretty good but it'd be so expensive like, and you're like <laughs> he's like just eat it like right and i'm like very i'm like we're in this amazing restaurant i'd probably never be able to afford whatever but so just um on the road i don't have a goat i'm a i'm a garbage can man look at me I, I'm not, but i i it. also think a lot of times and this was interesting and i don't want to sound like the old comic because i've only been doing it 12 years yeah but me i've always been like when joe took me out anybody that took me out we kind of over appreciate where it's almost like are they being truthful but yeah, yeah we are because like Orlando, we I, I call us the over appreciators because we will remind you over and over how much we appreciate yeah, yeah. what you're doing. Where on the opposite end, there's some comics you take, and yeah. it's kind of like, nah. yeah, you know, like they 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 don't. I mean, they appreciate, it, but they don't show it. They don't yeah. they don't say. You know, and you want the middle grounds, what you want. Yeah, you want the middle because you don't want. If you're very effusive. People are like, yeah. all right, settle down. But if you don't yeah. say anything, they're like, I mean, I don't really need it, but I mean, just yeah. say like. Well, I, I just think I just think it's uh, etiquette. And uh, honestly, if if you're a headliner, like this is what I was taught was this is what I was taught by Nick Griffin, who's uh, you probably you've yeah, I him. love yeah. Nick Griffin. He was one first guy to take me on the road, really like around the country and stuff. Uh -huh. I had other people took me for some road gigs, but he like introduced me to all these a rooms and all yeah. these clubs, and he's one of the funniest guys in the world. Yeah, he has a new special out by the way. So. Um, and he, I remember he would like take me out to like eat lunch or dinner or whatever. And he'd always pay for it. And yeah, I do that. Too. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, no. And he goes, this is, this is what you do. When you headline, you got to take the, yeah. I was like, okay, that's what you do. And, that, and that's what it is because you, you, if, when you're headlining, you make a lot more money than your feature. Yeah. Like 10 times sometimes or a hundred times or a thousand yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it depends what level you're at. Yeah. And then they're like hawking a CD, like, please. Like, it's almost <laughs> like, it's almost like the uh, college athletes. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> the university is the headliner. Yeah, 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 the yeah. college athlete can't even get McDonald's. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, so uh, what I've started doing, and this is the big trend right now, uh, I've started taking uh, camera people. 
yeah. instead of features and I use local features. Yeah. So I always make sure I break off the local features, some extra yeah. cash. I try to, if I, it know. goes a long way too, because it's people remember that. And yeah. a lot of times you'll see like somebody that featured or hosted for you and stuff. And like, ah, oh, they're doing good. And they'll be like, mm, okay, then. yeah, like we went to a Denny's and they didn't even like pick up at a yeah. grand no, slam. It's and they're yeah. like, cause it, it's not even, I'm not talking about Michelan star restaurants. It's just no. like, Hey, we're going to go get a burger. Yeah, you know, but you know, and that's it's. I think it's it's like an un, one of those unwritten rules of like yeah. comedy and stuff. But yeah, but I love your story because you, Orlando, and Jimmy O Yang, who's huge right now, massive, yeah, massive right yeah. now. All were Uber drivers at the same time, and y'all kind of had you were. Oh, there was a lot of comics, yeah, but I, I those but were those the two three. guys that I remember. Those are those are the three I know. You, Jimmy O Yang, and Orlando. I was living with Orlando at the time then, so I knew Orlando's plight as Orlando as an Uber driver. And if you got into an Uber with Orlando Lave at some point, I, I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> apologize for him because why is he not a good driver? His driving's fine. It's a little, a little passive. I'd say he's Slow. gotten better. Yeah, it, and his wife would back me up on this. Vanessa would back me up. Like we both would be like, "What are you?" you know? <laughs> but more importantly, he would get lost. Even with the GPS, he'd get lost. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think people would start yelling at him, you know, like uh, that. And, and, and get Orlando's such a nice guy. And he's like, he's, you know, he tries to stay positive. He has a tuning fork, like, you know, like to get the right frequencies going. So, and if someone's just yelling at him from the backseat, I don't think he was handling that well. Like, no, nobody should handle it well. But I'll no. be, I would be like, okay, I can just, and I think, I just don't think it was for him, you know. But, uh, but Jimmy O. Yang, he, I met him, um, he was like the, probably the first guy that I didn't know that I met that I became friends with in LA. You know, like I knew a lot of people when I moved there. But is that because of Uber? Y'all became no, friends? No, we went to the Big Sky Comedy Festival in Billings, Montana. Um, it's a very small, it's like 28 Wait, comics. Who's the guy that runs? Lucas Seely. Oh, Lucas is and such, a, Smith. Gr- yeah, were, such Lucas a great Seeley, guy. Yeah. Such a great guy. Yeah, I love Lucas. And the festival yeah. was amazing because it's, it's, I think it was 28 comics, either like 26 or 28 comics. So not a lot. And there was, six or eight industry people that was it like so it there wasn't like a big fanfare as far as like uh media and this and that so it was fun that you'd show up and then all right today's activity it was like camp today's activities we're gonna go do laser tag or we're gonna ride horses and, and didn't gonna- lucas like bring people to his house because his mom would cook and stuff like that she made these egg rolls no yeah so when we went there there was like a street fair and she had a stand and we did it but then there was another restaurant and i it was asian i think it was this family's yeah this their family, family just runs that town yeah all those restaurants that you know and so um it was super fun that festival and uh i met jimmy there you know and i got along mm-hmm. with him i met at the time, um, a lot of the, the industry people that were there, you get close with them. So yeah, it was because like it's not many. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. Um, and so Jimmy and I just became friends from there. And then after that, we were both driving Uber and like we'd meet up and have lunch. And then I'd be like, what are you up to? And he's like, yeah, I'm about to go because I'm going to do this club like in, I don't know, Ohio. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to this club in Arkansas, whatever. Then like a couple months would go by. What are you doing? Um, I'd be like, I'm going to this club, you know, in Florida or whatever. And he's like, Yeah, I think I might start shooting this movie with Melissa McCarthy. And then, <laughs> then the next one was like Silicon Valley. Yeah, maybe it's Silicon Valley. Now I'm a regular. I was like, Why are you driving Uber? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's not anymore. But um, but I'm just telling you, like, it just goes to show you. It's like people, I think people think like that uh, you know, that everyone's just like handed stuff, you know. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, look, I was already an established comic when I got to LA, but you get to LA and you're back into the big, big pond again. But, but you know what? Like Jimmy O. Yang, he took off in clubs and comedy, 
But I mean, you teamed up with Jim and you've been writing some like you you wrote on his own TV show. You've done a lot of things people could be like envious of, too. No, no, I'm very yeah. I, I say it all the time. If if tomorrow someone's like, you got to stop being a comic and being, I would look back at me like I accomplished a lot. I did and not even compare myself to other people. I just accomplished a lot. Like I, I did. I did Conan. I did other like uh, television shows that I was on. You know, um, I wrote on Jim's show. I've written on other shows. Um I just, you know, I headline clubs now. Like that was like one of my goals. So it's just like I, it's it's funny because I one time, I'm fr I'm I'm not trying to name drop the whole time, but I also another person that that helped me along was Bill Burr that I met years ago before he blew up, and then when I moved to L.A., literally, he was like, "Come out, I'm doing a gig," and I would go out with him. This is right when he was like, and he and then he was just like, "This guy's funny, book him." And literally, that's all it took. People are like, "All right, what's your name?" And like, we got to book you now because Bill. <laughs> yeah. And um and I've done gigs with him, um recently and stuff. I did uh I did like a a a thing in Orlando. It was like eighteen thousand people and at this arena. And um and I've done gigs as big with Jim too. But this the, for the purpose of the story, I was in Orlando, in Florida, where I'm from. I had friends come out, and they go, "Man, that was great, great show." And they're like, "When are we gonna see you like headlining this, oh. this arena?" And I go, "Probably never." I don't know. <laughs> And people, they go with that attitude. No. And I go, but, but I'm, but even what I did is cool. Like you're not even like, <laughs> yeah, you got to appreciate the small moments, but also, yeah. you know, like for me, yeah. like I I've seen people look, we live in Vegas. Yeah. I've seen comics that kind of given up and they got their 15 minutes and this is what they do. Yeah. Like I always said to myself, I don't think I ever could be that person. Yeah, I'm all, I could be 80. And if I'm not doing yeah. big arenas, I'd be like, I'm getting there. It, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, I'm not going to not try. Yeah. But, the whole thing where I'm just like, you got to appreciate that moment. But also, I was like, but I just was there performing. I did 20 minutes in front, of, like I was yeah. there. Like they didn't just pick me out of the audience. Like, oh, we'll just get, like, <laughs> we'll give this guy a shot. Like I earned the right to be there. Like it wasn't a pity thing, you know. And so, and they were like, yeah, I guess so. I was like, yeah, no, no, for real. I got paid for that. I was, I was like, like I was that, like, so it was just, it's just so funny, like people's perception of that too, you know. And even the Conan thing is like, I think people, I don't know how like that was like a whole weird thing how i got that. i don't know if i've ever told no you that how'd you get conan so jim I, I was one of the times i was visiting la and i was staying with jim and jim's like i'm gonna go do a panel on conan for the first time he had never done he didn't do stand-up he did doing panel we sit down there and um like can i go with you he goes yeah so jp buck is was the booker of conan for yeah. stand-up and um i knew his name didn't know him and I go there and he comes in, he starts talking to Jim and I'm like, oh, that's JP Buck. So then he keeps looking at me and he goes, man, you look really familiar. And I go, uh, nah, I know you are, but I don't think you know me. I've never submitted anything or whatever. So Jim's going to do hair and makeup, all that stuff. So I, this is my opportunity. I'm going to start talking to him and make sure he remembers me. And they had the, um, the horny manatee. Yeah. So the man, the segment was that. Yeah. And, uh, I used to work, I worked with manatees, used to work with them. Oh, because you're, people don't know you're so Marine. Yeah. I, so I started talking about, uh, marine biology and manatees and stuff and i was like when i send the email i'm gonna be i was a manatee and that's my whole plan and um he keeps saying like you look so familiar i'm like nah i don't think you know me whatever so then i look up real quick on linkedin just to find out some information about him he went to cornell university i went to ithaca college which is separate hills same town but like, you look across each other from the hills and i worked at a like a well-known bar in the college town of cornell i'm like he knows me from ruloff's where i worked at this bar so i type in the thing i was like hey by the way i think you probably know me because i would work the door sometimes at ruloff's he writes me back. I swear to God, in five seconds. He goes, yeah, I worked there with you. Ah. I used to work there. And I go, JP, oh, shit, he was a bar bat. Like, JP, because my girlfriend was a bartender. And then it all came together. And he goes, that's where I knew you from. I just couldn't put it together until now. 
and he goes, send me in your clip. We'll start talking about it. it still took me like probably about nine months of going back and forth. This is, you know, the jokes we're going to, how we're going to hone them, whatever. But I did it without a manager just because I worked with him in well, college randomly. And it was like, well, yeah. I'm glad you said that because I remember I was getting very frustrated because people, this is probably like eight, nine years ago, people were getting specials. And as a comic, you feel like, oh, I'm to their level. Yeah. Why am I not getting the same opportunity? And then my agent said, the smartest thing and i live by it now and this was kind of keeps me grounded first of all that's not your race yeah. keep blinders on just focus on your own race yeah. second thing was you don't know their story with that person yeah you know what i mean i'm sure a lot of comedians that have been in comedy a long long time got upset because they saw you on conan because they were like yo i just moved to la you just moved I, to la I, i'd been there less than a year and they're like what you see what i mean yeah, so yeah. so that was his main thing was you don't know other people's stories. You don't know who they know. Yeah. And it's really, when it comes down to it, and I, I'm really bad at this, uh, it's about networking, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's about networking. And I've always felt that, oh, talent yeah. will get you to where, but people need to know your talent. Because if it's they both, never see, yeah, it's yeah. both. If they never see you, if they never see you, then they don't know your talent. The same thing with writing on Jim's show. I'm, I've already was opening for Jim. I was friends with Jim. I'd known Jim a long time. His Comedy Central show comes around and I was able to write on it. And I didn't write on the first season. I worked in the digital department. I wrote on the last 50 episodes of it. But when the show came around, he's like, I'm, I'd never written on anything. And he couldn't just be like, I, I think people are like, this is my friend and he's writing. I'm like, yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't get to just dictate whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But again, I tried to make my own way. And I just said, Jim, is it cool if I come by when you guys are doing the pilot? Just like, see what's going on and hang out. I just wanted to like learn. So I knew a couple of the writers that were on the pilot and I didn't know anyone else, but I met the showrunner. I met um, Jacqueline Marfugi's husband, right? Tommy Capri. Tommy Capri. The the Jacqueline's about to come. Uh, and the showrunner right Scott Zabilski, who I didn't yep. know. And I met a couple of the other producers and I would just go by there. I'd have lunch with Jim. Sometimes I'd have lunch with them. I'd hang out. I ended up getting a little bit part on the pilot as this character. They were like, hey, Fort, because I was just there. Yeah. Like Fort should do that part. And I was like, this guy, Dale, that was supposedly racist but it was like a turn and the other guy was right i moved away oh, okay. and it was the showrunner that was supposedly racist you know because gotcha. like, i looked like a hillbilly is what they <laughs> uh, so i got that part and then i was doing warm-up for all the the run-throughs for the pilot and then the comedy central execs that were working the show with saw me and one of them took like like a liking to me like like my stand-up and he goes yeah i really like was a champion of me you know to come when the show gets made they're like look we can't offer your writing job but you can be in the digital department you can write copy for twitter facebook blah 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 we want to do digital things you can sit in the writer's room as much as you want to so you can absorb stuff and when you're when you're done and i did and i learned how that television show was made because i got to walk around the whole it's such a set and everything it's you know? such a different yeah. game like yeah. i i know a lot of comedians that are writers on tv shows yeah they go, yeah, if you're funny, you can write on a TV show, but it's a totally different skill. No, and there's like software and stuff yeah. that you don't even know. And I mean, and just that's a that was a sociological, political kind of different. And when the first to second season came, I I guess I had I had shown enough stuff in the digital department, but also like had networked enough with people at Comedy Central, the producers on the show, the writers in the room and stuff, to where when I transitioned in there, I don't to my knowledge, I don't think anybody on the show was like upset. Like that's Jim's guy. Yeah, just because they saw you hustle. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I remember when I broke into stand up, yeah. you know, I came from the TV side. I was on Chelsea lately and all the, I was on, that show was massive. So I kind of catapulted in the stand up and Chelsea gave me the best piece of advice. She goes, you're going to get in clubs. She said, you're, you're going to get time because you're on this show. 
just make sure you work your ass off. Don't be that dude that shows up. Yeah. Uh, that's on TV and then you bomb. Yeah. You know, because that's disrespectful to me and the show and everything. Yeah. So I've always been that dude where it's like, yo, if I'm going to go for this, I'm going to go for it tough. But you have to prove yourself and you prove yourself on that yeah. show. Yeah. From the moment I met you, though, you've always been that guy where you were always like, how do I get better at this? How oh. do I do this? I'm still I, like remember, I had a lunch with you at the South Beach Comedy Festival years ago. I don't remember like and you were just like you, you were like motivating me. I was like, God, this guy's but you were like asking me questions about comedy. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, this, that, whatever. And you're like, what about you're just you've always been that guy where you're always trying to better yourself in everything, I'm sure. But like for comedy specifically, you're always like working really hard. And I've seen that too, like over the years where it just like, you know, I'll see you. Not for a year, then a two year, whatever. And it's just yeah. like, man, Michael's just gotten better and better and better. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. And I'm so passionate about people that do stand up because I think it's the hardest skill in the world. I think there's only a few, if you, if you really break it down to how many people actually make it, make it. Yeah. It's like zero, 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 zero point one percent. Yeah. Uh, maybe even more, less than that. You know what like I mean? Like a living. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of people that do stand up, but making like you're paying all your bills. Yeah. It's not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I just love it though. And I love watching an audience grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you go to a club one year, like for instance, just a, just a little example. Last year I did La Jolla comedy store. Only sold out one show. I sold 535 tickets, which is solid, right? Yeah. The special came out. I haven't been there since the special. Uh, my socials kind of got bigger. Last time I was there, I sold out all four shows. And they said we could add it like one or two more. Yeah. And it went to 800 tickets. And then they said you probably could have done about 1,000 that weekend. Yeah. So to see that, but to know how much hard work you put into yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I, and there's more, you know me, like now I'm starting stuff from the comedy cellar. You yeah. know, I want to, I want to do podcasts from the comedy cellar. Like I, it's just, it's just, I love yeah. it so much. I want to be surrounded. I can't by hang out with you too much. Cause you make me feel lazy. So I'm just like, so I want to, so I want to, uh, <laughs> get into expensive. This one. Yeah. It looks expensive. I love sneakers, dude. I just don't know all this. Uh, you've never so this one. I don't think it's expensive, called? but when it came out, it was hot. I don't even know what it's called. It's cool, but this is what's cool about it. Uh, you can take these off and just switch the colors. They send you like three or four different colors. Yeah, that's the one that caught my eye behind you. Yeah. I mean, I love Jordans. I'm, that's my you know. And, and behind you, right there, I wear those oh, on Miami Hurricane games. Those are those clean. are those are the ones you wear these specific ones. I only wear those when my like magic eraser you clean it with or something like. No, no, they stay oh, right the there. Okay, they stay right there. And uh, hold on, let me put the camera on three. They stay right there. Those Miami hurt. So I only wear them on Saturdays, the days they play, and then they go right back up there. But I have tons of them. Yeah, man, I'm not. I've, a, I've, I, I've got boxes that we I talked about that. I, that's problem. Now we got to wrap this up soon. Oh, sorry, because you were late. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. How'd you go from marine biologist 